Monday Night Raw podcast in the shadows. It's Blake doing the damn thing. WWE. Denver, Colorado, Pepsi Arena. That's where we was at last night for Monday Night Raw. It was good, y'all. Show opened up with the Raw Women's Champ taking on Charizard for uh, the respective brand to get the number one pick going into the draft night. If you need the draft results, you're going to have to go and look those up. It was uh, it was all right. I mean, everyone had their different uh, ideas and opinions toward it. But ultimately, in my opinion, I believe that, uh, you know, just what happened six whole rounds and seeing certain superstars, you know, getting the opportunity to actually have, like, well, be televised during the draft and such like that. It was pretty all right. Either way, um, Run Smack, excuse me, Run Smackdown both got some uh, good prospects that should solidify pretty alright future for the company. Either way, Becky Lynch and Charlotte go at it. Now, we've seen these girls go at it a million times. Sasha, are you okay? Please be okay. Uh, you know, she might, she clearly wasn't cleared for in-ring competition and it wasn't like just some random oh, now she's gonna pop up mid-match thing, so she definitely might be, you know, just a, a little bit injured, so hopefully uh, all goes well with her. And we all were treated to Becky and Sasha, excuse me, to uh, Becky and Charlotte again for, I don't even know how many times we've seen them fight. Uh, There's a funny point raised by Charlotte talking about might as well fight forever. And I mean, if, you know, spread out all right, then yeah, they've done the team thing. Oh, what part of the story was Charlotte just wants to be Becky's friend again, and that's not happening. As far as Becky is concerned, you know, there are, it's, it's a real cool love hate dynamic that they've, they've been able to develop, which is what kind of built my intrigue into the match, along with the little brawl that they had at the beginning of it, just to say, oh no, this fight is not stale, ladies and gentlemen, even though, uh, they had to call a quick audible and have that match. It's all good with me. I enjoyed the match also, just watching the two of them. Uh, you know, the more you, the more superstars know each other, a little bit more pepper they put on some of the hits because it's like, okay, she can take it or he can take it. You know, in this case, it's the women superstars. But, um, yeah, it was very, very good to uh, watch them go back and forth. You know, it was not many mistakes. I don't really, you know, recall any at all. Just... You know, I wouldn't say a standard match between the two, but it was a good match where uh, Charlotte lost focus for a split second and after a great spear, a one-two near fall, and um, Becky was able to uh, get the crucifix pin for the win. So I thought that was real cool that, you know, uh, Becky did pick up the victories looking like a strong women's champion. And... Charlotte had great highlights in the match. So, you know, just for the audible, Becky wins. Raw picks up the uh, first draft pick. And that's all right. You know, it's grand theater in so many ways. So, you know, that was a fun story that was told with that. Andrade took on Ali next, picked up the victory. Andrade was, uh, I believe, drafted to Raw. I was a little upset about that. If all the... 
in all of the picks, you know what I'm saying, that took place, I would say that I'm a little upset, maybe just a little biased, but I was hoping that Andrade would come over to Friday Night Smackdown, but it's okay because Raw is a longer show, and that means it's more opportunity for him. Zelina cut a night with a good promo. Uh, La Muñeca had the little interference toward the end just to, you know, show the crowd, you know, and the new watchers, you know, exactly what uh, those two are capable of together. You know, she was interfering a lot and hit the Hurricanrana. I would say because she hasn't done it in a while, she would need to, uh, you know, jump in uh, some of the some of the classes with Carmella to where she relaxes her core and that's me just armchair quarterbacking but at the same time I do uh, I do know that they can you know just do it better either way you look at it it's like not even a critique you know it's really just a you know slight aid because we've seen him do it you know stretching out the midsection and Zelina is not very tall so she doesn't really have to worry about hitting her head on the mat or anything like that. But all in all, it was a good match. Andrade hit hard. Ali know how to sell a good move. And, I mean, every time Ali was starting to get a little bit of momentum, Zelina was right there for it. He tried to go ahead and do the front flip tope over Zelina, which worked. But that was where she hit the Hurricane Rana. So it was just good spots in the story uh, leading up to the uh, pitfall victory. With or with uh, Andrade hitting the Hammerlock DDT on Ali, so real cool. I'm not upset about it. It was a it was a pretty good match. Uh, I believe Ali got drafted shortly after the next round, even so, all good. Viking Raiders took on the tag team champ, well, the Royal Tag Team Champions, and Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, and these guys had a real good match. It was it lasted long enough. They were going back and forth. There were spots where you thought it was over, and it clearly wasn't. Ivar and Eric, I think I would say Ivar was one of the stars of the show. Just with showing how much he can, you know, move in the ring. Like, it definitely says that it's not about how large you are. It's how you throw the weight around. And Ivar totally uh, showed out being the high flyer of the two. And that's to take nothing. And I mean nothing away from Eric at all, which is a great powerhouse these two are uh they're they're a real good tandem together and not even to discount the fact that the crowd was literally behind them so you know when these guys first made their uh main roster debut you know it was you know the name situation and all of that but it was cool because that it got them talked about you know and now we're finally seeing them you know claim the tag team championships cutting promos after their matches you know and their promo they cut after picking up the victory in my opinion it said yeah it's a new tag team division now ladies and gentlemen so strap in because it's about to get uh highly entertaining so join the raid with the viking raiders i've always enjoyed you know some of the Viking energy. We're still waiting to see if Sarah Logan is going to be like a manager for them, but probably not. But it would just be a cool element to add on. I have her get some TV time, but that's just me throwing it out there. I don't even know if she was uh, drafted to Raw. We'll find out. Maybe she'll make the choice and try to befriend them or something like that. Like, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I don't know though, but 
in time, we'll continue to see how it all uh, plays out. And take nothing away from uh, Ziggy and Robert Roode because even though they were transitional champions, and we don't know if these guys are going to continue as a tag team, maybe, just maybe, they will. And, you know, continue to solidify themselves, making a tag team division that much more interesting. But we all know that those two were kind of just thrown together as seemingly the last second to jump in that tag team turmoil match. I think we're going to see them at Crown Jewel on the 31st, uh, streaming live on the WWE Network in that huge tag team turmoil match. So I'll uh, have my eye out for that one. Alice the Black went at it with, uh, who was it? Pardon me. Alice the Black went at it with Eric Young. Pardon me. Um, I haven't seen Eric Young in the ring for a while, so I'll say this with what we did see with uh, Eric Young being in there with, you know, what, the Dutch Destroyer. We haven't seen him for a while, so you always get to see just how hungry a superstar that hasn't been in the ring for a while on TV. You know, how hungry they are. Man, Eric Young, in the moments where they were having their quick tussle and spin around, you could see that he was very serious. Now, I don't I don't control the product. I don't book the product. But from what I did notice with him in the ring, he does have that energy. So uh, maybe the crowd could potentially get into what he would have to bring to the table. I don't know. I can't say. But, you know, with the whole Sanity thing, since he's come up to the main roster and will come over to the main roster and such like that, we haven't really gotten to see much of him. We've heard him on microphone. We've seen him running around with Sanity. I think they picked up a victory on the New Day with the pre-show. Was that? The last time I really seen him, I think it was Survivor Series. Maybe. Maybe that wasn't Survivor Series. Maybe it was before that, but it was an elbow drop through the table. He has a real stiff elbow drop. But either way, uh, Alistair Black was able to pick up the victory. He tried for the Black Mask. He got, uh, well, Eric Young got up out of there. And um, he, that was when Alistair was able to lock in the uh, Dark Ritual, that little dragon sleeper. So very good stuff uh, from both sides. But AB, I think, now coming over to Raw could totally be like a prospect, you know, for a United States Championship hunt or WWE Championship run uh, since, or excuse me, Universal Championship run. But he's, I think, a good guy. So we would have to, you know, I think the storyline is still meshing out. Like, so his, his path is still being carved in a way. Either way, it was good stuff to both. And Alistair Black was able to pick up the victory. Mr. Black Mask was able to hit the Dark Ritual uh, and got uh, Eric Young to submit. So that was cool. Uh, next match that we had was Ricochet taking on Shelton Benjamin. I had almost got that mixed up a little earlier, pardon me, but uh, it was good stuff. Uh, Ricochet is clearly and obviously one of the up-and-comers. He's uh, totally a prospect. He's uh, everyone's uh, favorite superhero in WWE right now. He's definitely high up on my list. We just need to uh, look. I'm not about to sit here and start complaining or even venting, but that happy-go-lucky, hey, gee, golly, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. When you got all those skills, most definitely want to practice the humility, but how is that going to translate to a good promo that's going to sell the match? 
You know, that's no slight Abricochet at all. Like I said, he's a, I think he's probably in my top five in like the new era. So, yeah, it's just like how how interesting can you make yourself seem? Because right now it's just all this, and anything can happen. And, 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 and all right, one thing, Rick Ricochet. Hey, Ricochet, bro, if you're gonna have merch, do it right, man. Your shirt says superheroes are real, and you got the little R for Ricochet, which is it's pretty cool. But you sit in the back cutting your G Golly promo, and you're gonna say, I wanna prove to everybody that superheroes can be real. Like, no, you say superheroes are real because it says that on your shirt. You're selling your merch. We all know what this is about. WWE ain't no piss and t shirt company. Sell the merch. If if you got your promos that you're working on, you know, more redeeming qualities. Instead of just going in there and having like a quick beat em up match, you win. And we'll see you next week. Chill out. We want to see more of that. Well, more, more, more of what you really got, Rick. Come on, Ricochet. We believe in you, man. So, and we know you're a superhero. We don't want everybody just run around shouting out their secret identities and shit, but I'm saying. So, I mean, that was really it. That's that's really all I got on that. His track is cool. He got a great look. You know, just just need to up the promos a bit. And I'm not the only person that says that. So, uh, you know, we like Ricochet, though, a lot. He's definitely cool. Uh, hit the recoil for the win on Shelton Benjamin, but the way they even got into that, like that little sequence to get there, definitely cool. I believe Shelton Benjamin was going for a top row belly to belly. Ricochet was able to reposition and re-angle himself in the air to have a great sideways landing. And uh, he looked over, like you could just see with the sequence, you know, he looked over at him like, ha, ha, ha. You know, like you got to be a little bit quicker than that. And uh, was able to, you know, pick up the victory off the recoil. So, shouts to Ricochet. Oh, my only gripe was that little promo before the match. It's whatever. But, you know, it's like, come on, bro. Your t-shirt says superheroes are real. Like, come on. It was too easy. It was too easy. They threw a softball at you with that one. But that's light work, man. That's, that's That's so small, you know, compared to, like, the other, like, issues that so many in the WWE universe, uh, you know, claim to have with the product right now, but whatever, either way, good match, good stuff to both, uh, I believe Shelton Benjamin was definitely signed, he might still be on SmackDown, but if he's on Raw, I ain't mad, I would like to see what else, uh, Shelton can do in time or see if he can, I mean, he's definitely like the... You know, the elder talent that's going to put over, like, up-and-coming superstars. But if he does go on another run, I wouldn't even be mad at it. You know, but, um, yeah, all in all, uh, good stuff to both. I enjoyed the match for what it was worth. All right. Tyson Fury, Braun Strowman, uh, the face-off. Take two. (laughs) Uh, The Gypsy King is right now, I think, helping to pave the road for, like, the modern day of sports personalities and, you know, sports celebrities to, uh, you know, see that there is a potential open door to work with WWE and have some, you know, tell some stories and continue to merge the sports entertainment product with, like, uh, you know, regularly ex- uh, accepted sports. Not to take away anything from the superstars at all because... They're, you know, 
no no slouches. They they work hard. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, Tyson Fury right now I think is doing a great job. He isn't really uh being like that uh you know that the, the, who we seeing in the video promos and you know at the the face-offs and such like that with his former fights you we're not seeing too much of that and i guess it's because of the pg product and such like but it's all right because i think he's doing good i think he's he's you know entertaining enough and his promo that he cut in the ring after he signed which was like oh yeah so now he gonna start talking ish after the fight is official which is a nice little element Braun just you know cut his promo and then decided to sign the contract for the fight so it was it was okay because Tyson you know made his move the way he made it I liked it I enjoyed that you know just small elements to the match that you have you know thrown in and you know it was cool I, I wasn't I wasn't opposed to it at all so um, shouts to the Gypsy King and shouts to Braun. Like I really feel like, you know, I'm it, it, yeah they're gonna fight a crown jewel, you know, like that's cool. But I'm just looking at the the PR, the promotion. You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, it's good to see you know those two, you know, just working with each other because it isn't like the first time it happened. It's it's just it's something in WWE that you know, continues to expand the product and the product's reach. So it's good stuff. I'm not bad at it. Like, that's what I'm seeing it for. And I'm hoping that they have a really good match. That's enjoyable, you know. Hope to see uh, Tyson throw some flurries, you know. And we all know Braun is always full of surprises. So, you know, he's seeming a little, uh, seeming a little cocky like he's coming into my world now. And that might not really, uh, might not bode too well for you. We knew the Big Show was going in there against the undefeated champion. And Big Show completely re he evolved himself. He reinvented himself and added moves to his repertoire. So we, we could see, uh, you know, we could see that in the build. But at the same time, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I don't know. This is what was kind of making the match interesting to me. Because it's like, is Braun going to literally just depend on, you know, his you know, skill in the ring based on WWE style, or is he going to actually try to understand some elements of the boxing, you know, because the sweet science, I mean, you could do anything you want in WWE, but when you focus in on one thing mainly, you know, you always run that risk as the opponent uh, to, you know, get a fast one pulled, you know, this is this man is undefeated. He's Tyson Fury, man. He ain't no joke to this day. Like I'm, I'm kind of a Wilder guy, but at the same time, I know Wilder got a great deal of respect for Fury, you know. And hopefully, it's vice versa. So, uh, you know, we will see how this uh, plays out. But all in all, I enjoyed the promo. It was it's fun little contract signing. Uh, what was it? <laughs> and I think maybe the people didn't find this as entertaining as I did. But Braun got up after and fate, well, after I signed the contract and such like that, and he literally broke the table. Braun. And Tyson Fury gets up on his Gypsy King like, well, you know, since you already destroyed all of that, I'm going to destroy the only thing I can. And he broke a pin. 
I thought it was pretty funny. I I like silly things like that. It's me don't if you're mad, I don't care. But I'm saying like that was it was entertaining enough. Like, well, you know what? <laughs> then I'm gonna break something too. So I thought that was cool. Either way, good segment. Buddy Murphy and Cedric Alexander went at it in a 205 Live Classic. These guys are no strangers to one another. They've gone at it before. I believe they fought at WrestleMania. You know, so... And they know each other well. As far as, you know, the in-ring competition goes. So, it was fun to see, uh, you know, both of them, with the time allotted, try to do as much as they can and make themselves both very interesting. You can see that, uh, you know, both of them were there and taking full advantage of the opportunity on television. Buddy Murphy is... It's no question how skilled and talented he is. No question. That front flip tope over the ropes, top five move of the match. Hands down. I would also even say when uh, Cedric went for the tope outside and slammed uh, Buddy Murphy into the wall. At least I believe that was where that spot happened. That might have been one of the top moves of the night for me. I mean, and it was a lot of good spots. But it was just like, how do you make this tope look great? Especially when the market is getting so oversaturated with tope suicida uh, artists. You know, like it's all over the place now. And, you know, flippies and dives. Shouts to you, Randy. But it's like, man, I can appreciate athleticism as much as the next guy. But is that really telling the story? Like, we can respect cardio, but are you, uh, I'm not even about to sit here and get into all of this for too long. All in all, Seth and Buddy Murphy had a good match. And um, Buddy Murphy was able to pick up the victory off Murphy's Law. Uh, it was, you know, it was good stuff. It was standard. We're going to see how uh, these guys continue to, you know, I don't want to say uh, build their rivalry. I don't, I'm not against seeing the match again. I'm not necessarily for having the match happen again i don't i don't want to say i don't care it's just gonna be what it is so um we'll see exactly how uh ww decides to utilize them uh going forward post all of these awesome draft picks the kabuki warriors taking or the excuse me the women's tag team champions the kabuki warriors uh took on uh who was it Natty and a partner of her choosing. The night was fairly interesting, just as far as you know, keeping the uh, keeping the watcher engaged in the product. Now, everyone's feeling it. How everyone's gonna feel however they feel, but just from my personal standpoint, it's like, oh uh, man, okay, when is this gonna happen? Oh uh, man, how many more segments we gotta go through till this happens? Man, who's Natty gonna pick? Who, who's on the women's roster that Natty's going to rock with? I'm going to call it. Practice makes perfect. Some people could be upset about it. I don't really care. But Natty picking Lacey Evans was actually a great pick. I thought it might have been Ronda just because, you know, running around in uh, the news cycles right now is Ronda and, uh, well, Ronda coming back home to WWE soon. We'll see. No worries. No rush. But uh, what was it? Lacey Evans took Natty to her limits, and Natty did pick up the victory, but said, hey, you're not bad, so won't you come on along and help me out in this tag team match against the women's tag champs? Two blondes, Mr. McMahon, 
And, you know, it was cool stuff. Women's Tag Champs and Kyrie and Oscar. Kyrie, uh, Oscar got some new face paint. Uh, You know, the green mist style with the little the crying tears and whatever. It was cool. And a little mouth part. I think Oscar's too pretty for all that, personally. Like, you're just fine looking like that. But, I mean, she's a heel now. So, I guess it's supposed to be, like, not necessarily likable or aesthetically pleasing like you're supposed to not like the heel technically so i'm not against the face paint it's okay with me um and Kyrie being completely badass it's like you know it's adorable from like a little tiny anime standpoint but take nothing away from uh Kyrie saying she hasn't been in the ring that often with a lot of the superstars televised at least so i'm not mad at certain spots where she wasn't all the way you know ready for what was what move was coming or however we're gonna call it i thought that uh oscar did a great job you know carrying the momentum of the match for the most part and Kyrie can be quick i know that so we'll we'll continue to see how she develops you know as one half of the women's tag team champions but that back fist though it was so good, they gave it a replay. I am saying, though, like, that back fist. Kyrie might be on to something. And a couple of other moves, you know, they didn't. They weren't necessarily standout-ish. But you could see that she could keep up. She just needs, what, more practice. So, shouts to WWE for having Lacey go in there because she's she's been in there practicing with in my opinion, probably the best in the women's division in Natty. As far as in-ring, Matt, you know, technique perspective, I've really enjoyed uh, watching Natty, and I've just been waiting for her to be able to go off. But, you know, storylines and such like that dictated. But I'm glad that she signed the role. I'm glad that uh, she, you know, got the opportunity somewhat to go in there and really, you know, be Mama Hen again. And that was really what you saw taking place. If you're, you know, watching from the outside of the storyline perspective. Either way we look at it, though. Uh, Kyrie's going up top for the insane elbow on, I believe, to be uh, Lacey. Let's just call it that for now. And um, Oscar gets a tag in and no one notices. Uh, Oscar goes for the elbow realizes that Lacey's gonna get up so she you know stops mid-air lands on her feet and uh Lacey literally landed that woman's right and hey, I know how I feel about the three elements to the in-ring technique you know it's about being able to deliver a move or execute the move it's being able to uh you know defend yourself or counter like how good can you look doing that and of course one of the most important, but doesn't discount any of the first two. It's how good you sell the move. How good you look taking a move. Kyrie sold the F out of that woman's right. That was great. She stood there for a minute. And I mean, we've seen some great sells on it. But I think really the winning would be in, well, for most of the you know times we've seen that punch. It was really, uh, the focal point was Lacey Evans. But this time around, Kyrie was able to really sell it. So it was like, oh, man, not only did it make Kyrie look great, it made Lacey look 
oh my god strong so Lacey coming over to Smackdown ladies beware uh it's going to be uh it is definitely going to be awesome to to see what they're able to do with her moving forward and I'm still I'm definitely still hyped to see how uh Kyrie Sane and Asuka excuse me the Kabuki Warriors are able to you know continue meshing and what team is next are we going to get to see singles comp from them you know just at random I know that some people complain but at the same time when we're just getting a, a show uh I don't want to say out of the way like it's being phoned in but when we're going week to week you know and we're filling up these time slots for the matches shoot I ain't mad I mean it's new faces get see somewhat of a new match and we don't get to see them in the ring like that so maybe we'll get to see something good we'll 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 see how it all plays out but all in all good stuff either way uh oscar takes the uh not, excuse me not oscars Kyrie saying takes that punch knocks out but here goes oscar with the quick roll up victory which was fine because of just how the elements in this story all played into one another when it came to you know, the closing sequence of that match. So it was good. Women's tag team champions remain. I like how, um, I like how Kyrie rocks the little uh, championship around her neck when she comes out. You know, it just, it makes the titles look and feel like something. So moving forward, I'm definitely anticipating seeing how all of these women are utilized on the rosters. Ah, yes. And the main event. Now, I've definitely seen that there were only a few minutes left in the match and in the show. And I'm like, okay, well, they were hyping this stuff up. And we're not really uh, seeing, like, how they're going to have the time. Like, oh, we're going to keep promoting. There's going to be a new Firefly Funhouse tonight. Oh, and Seth vows, breaking news in the slow crawl. Seth vows to beat up the fiend tonight. Like, oh, yeah? Well, but let's see it. And that, you know, took place literally after everything happened. But Bray backstage in the fun house or whatever, you know, he's doing this thing, Rambling Rabbit alive again. So, you know, Kenny is still, you know, ticking or whatever. And, uh, and as Bray's talking, Seth comes through with the attack. Uh, and burns the Firefly Funhouse down. I can respect WWE for trying to, uh, you know, keep this going and making the most out of it. You know, next time we're going to see them is going to be at Crown Jewel one on one for the championship in a false count anywhere match. I believe that's what it was. Uh, I'm not mad at it, you know? You don't want to just blow it off and act like you got herbed by the WWE Universe. Like, oh, it was horrible. And I mean, the reception, it's... It's like, uh... It's... It's interesting because now Seth is starting to go through what Roman was going through, but it's just different elements of it. Like, Roman was being forced on the WWE universe. Meanwhile, you know, Seth and this this little rivalry he's had with the Fiend is more so based on the selfish whims of the WWE universe. 
again, I guess. But, you know, WWE said, no, we're going to make sure we have this match. We're going to have a definite ending just because you guys were crying about it so much. I'm not opposed to it. I thought that was I thought that was pretty classy uh, by WWE to make that happen out there. You can be mad at me all you want. That's cool. But um yeah, it was good stuff. I'm not I'm not against, you know, uh Seth and Bray going at it. Uh one more time. Uh we'll, we'll see how the people over, you know, across the globe are going to take to that match. Um, uh, you know, it's it's not bad. Everybody keep on burning down Bray's house. You know, so he's going to build another one. Are all of his little Five Five Funhouse buddies alive again? Has this just been a transitional period for, well, the fiend, Bray Wyatt? Like, is he now going to be on television more? Are they going to take away from the mystique that all of the fans in the WWE universe feel like they've, you know, built such goodwill with? Oh, you've ruined him! But y'all still cheering for him. Like, stop it. He's still fine. I think, I think the Bray Wyatt character, the Fiend character is still going strong. We'll see. It's going to be interesting to see who he's uh, taking on. Uh, after this little championship rivalry, you know, uh, has it reaches its conclusion. But um, I mean, oh, if you're not gonna have them on the same brand, then why would you book the match? If you're not gonna make them champion, why would you book the match? We all hear the complaints, man. Just go with the show. You're just gonna. You're part of the problem. You're taking what they give you. Then make your voice heard if you're that mad about it. And I don't think insulting the company is really going to get what you're asking for. That's just my take. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. Either way, uh, not mad at it. We're going to just, we're going to have the match. We're going to see how it goes. It's going to be how it is. And more than likely, just because I don't know if we switching championships like that. And I'm personally enjoying, you know, set as universal champion it could be better but it damn sure could be worse uh i'm assuming that seth is going to retain i'm not predicting it i'm assuming it i could be completely wrong and making the ass out of myself but seth is going to some real real dark places take it from a guy that chills in the shadows of the wwe universe this shit is commonplace for me but for the Universal Champion, who took it off Brock Lesnar, yeah, I think Seth's starting to realize what he need to be capable of, especially after looking at from an in-ring, in-storyline standpoint. You know, we've seen what Bray is capable of. We've seen that the Fiend takes a lot of these hits. He don't get hurt, and if, even if he is hurt, he'll be right back up in about ten minutes. So, uh, we're gonna, like, like he heals up real fast, lol, but, uh, we will see how it all continues to develop, hopefully, uh, leading into the show, we just don't get a bunch of random Bray attacks after Seth matches, like, God knows we don't want to see that type of build again, and that's just me, like, not even critiquing the product, it's just, like, uh, like, if we're trying to build the match and we don't want the crowd, well, we want the crowd to receive it correctly. I'll say it like that. Uh, 
or pardon me. Well, yeah, we want want the crowd to receive it correctly. Then, yeah, I think we would need to see some uh, fun mystery from uh, your Bray Wyatt and the Fiend character, or or since uh, the Fiend got all of the uh, you know the good spots uh, with the last build. Maybe now we'll see Seth start taking it to the fiend. I mean, how can how can Seth do this? Like, what what are the results of Seth going to the dark place against a character like the fiend? You know, he burnt the house down. Seth, why are you doing this? Shut up and beat him up some more. I'm mad. You know, Seth, think about what you're doing. Don't do this to him, Seth. No. Bang! Fuck that shit. So. You know, we seeing a little bit more out the King Slayer. It reminded me of when he was running around for a couple of weeks with that. That's still shit. I'm a man possessed. <laughs> was that a good Seth impression? I think that was okay. But no, um, oh no, good stuff. I wasn't upset about it. Chorus of booze from the crowd. We understand. Y'all are mad, but y'all gotta get over it. And we will see how uh, this match turns out. I think they're gonna have a good one. I really do. Um. Uh, Think about maybe the things that WWE uh, fans in the crowd really enjoy in good matches and have those happen instead of having, like, Bray look like a complete madman. Like, maybe save that for later on in the match just to show, like, the fatigue and such like that doesn't really matter to the Fiend Bray Wyatt or whatever. Either way, that was Monday Night Raw. Good stuff. I'm going to go ahead and uh, catch up with you guys uh, later on this week for SmackDown Live. And now I need to joy, uh, tend to the joys of uh, fatherhood. So, shouts to everybody that uh, aids in the podcast each and every week. Mainly myself and a lot of my fun people in WWE Digital and backstage and such like that. So, I will catch you guys next time. Peace.